Hello, and welcome to ASUC Talks, a podcast series featuring candid career conversations with ASUC members who lead or work on SAP teams across the United States and Canada. My name is Jim Lipton-Walter, and I am the ASUC Content Manager and your ASUC Talks host. In this episode, I'm joined by Stacey Baker. Stacey is the Director of PwC, specializing in SAP technology. Stacey, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. Why don't you explain a little bit about uh, your role right now and what you do every day? I'm currently a director in our SAP practice here at PwC. Um, I've been with PwC a little over eight years and uh, started out as a senior associate in the SAP practice and have worked my way up to director over the years. Um, I have a little bit of a specialty in finance, cash, treasury, and some of those areas. So one thing I'm always interested in is education. So can you tell us a little bit about not only your undergrad, uh, your undergrad, but also your doctoral program? Why did you go about choosing both of those routes? Um, and how has it prepared you for what you're currently doing right now? So way back in the day, I won't date myself too much, but when <laughs> I was an undergrad, um, I went to uh, the University of South Florida and I started out as a management of information systems major, which at the time was part of the College of Sciences. And I had to take a lot of physics and I had to take a lot of stuff that really wasn't up my alley. So I very quickly switched over to the College of Business, which is uh, where I I found my home and I was quite happy. Um, I ended up with a major in business administration and a minor in economics. I went directly into my MBA program also at USF, and I got my MBA there, uh, and I specialized in um, international business and finance. Then I really focused on uh, building my career, and in April of 2018, I started my doctoral program um, for a DBA, a Doctor of Business Administration, and I'm at St. Leo University. I ended up at St. Leo um, for two main reasons. This was 2018. And um, I travel full time, or at least I did uh, back then, uh, for my job. So I needed an online program. The other thing that really drew me to this program was they had a track for teaching if you really wanted to be a professor one day, but they had another track for consulting. I had already been a consultant for a number of years. So that really intrigued me that I could continue my education and get a doctorate without having to necessarily go the teaching route. I'm almost done. I am in the dissertation phase of the program. I'm actually doing my research currently. And my uh, dissertation topic is around the underrepresentation of women in top leadership in tech consulting. So It's all still wrapped into my SAP um, and my professional life. I'm excited to to finish my research and finish my dissertation. It sounds like such a relevant topic for the IT industry. How much longer is left in your process to getting your DBA now? I'm in the research phase right now. My my survey is out. Um, If anyone can find me on LinkedIn, you could get to my survey from there um, and, and a few other places. Once I've collected all my research, then I run all of my statistics and write up my conclusions. Then um, I have to consult with a professional statistician and a a professional editor. And then I get to defend my dissertation. So I'm hoping to graduate in May. 
Great, congratulations, that's so exciting. I also think it's a really interesting tethering of your professional life with your academic life. Can you talk a little bit about why you think that, uh, about that, you know, that link? My two independent variables are perceived organizational support and inclusive leadership. And I'm studying if they have any impact or relationship with turnover intention. And then I'm using gender as a moderator. So I'm, I'm trying to kind of investigate um, if perceived organizational support has any impact on whether people want to leave this industry, uh, whether inclusive leadership has any impact if people want to leave this industry, and then also if someone's gender makes a difference in those possible relationships, if any exist at all. It's just really important to keep good people and retain good people and to keep and retain uh, some women to some of the top ranks when when they are very underrepresented in, in this particular industry. So, um, you know, trying to understand, you know, if any of these things make a difference or, you know, does it just come down to, um, you know, who's paying better and, you know, all of the other factors that would contribute someone to either stay or not stay. So, you know, we talk a lot about being inclusive and the company is being more supportive and allowing us to make mistakes and having that freedom to be human um, and, and they will still support you. But, and, and of course we all want those things, but I wonder, does it really make a difference on whether people stay or go? You told us a little bit about your undergrad degree and your MBA and what you were focused on there. How did that lead into IT? It was a job that led into it. So, um, you know, I had a few jobs on the business side for a while and eventually I was a senior AR and AP analyst for Coca-Cola Enterprises. Uh, this was back in 2003, 2004 timeframe. And back then they were on an, an AS400 system, you know, very uh, green cursor, square blink screen and, you know, all of that. And, and in addition to being on these different AS400 systems, each business area was on a different system and the systems were not integrated and they barely spoke to one another. So they decided that they wanted to implement SAP. And uh, my boss at the time came to me and said uh, that he kind of recognized that I had a, um, you know, a high systems aptitude. And was I interested in joining the team to learn about the system and then travel around and implement it at all of their customer financial service centers? And um, I was excited for the opportunity. They uh, started flying me to Atlanta every week. Um, I'm actually based out of Florida. And they flew in SAP to Atlanta as well. And I learned directly from SAP and then uh, spent the next few years traveling to their financial service centers implementing SAP FICO. When this opportunity came up, was this the first time that you had encountered SAP or even heard about SAP or is that some... Yeah, no, it was my absolute first time. And learning a new software can, can be daunting, but you know, like I said, I always had a little bit of an aptitude for systems. So I found that piece exciting. And then what I really fell in love with was just the complete integration pieces of SAP. Um, you know, it, all of the different modules integrate and talk to one another. And, you know, things that happen in other modules end up in finance where it's supposed to be in the end. And that's what really excited me about the whole project more than just, um, you know, learning a new software in general. Um, it was it was the way that SAP was so integrated. This was in 2004. 
you know, that was a rarity and it was, and it was exciting. Um, you know, nowadays there's, there's lots of ERP systems out there. I think that are, have some integration, have a good integration, but back then it, it, I hadn't seen it and I, yeah, I never looked back. I've been in, I've been in SAP ever since. Stacy, how did you get acclimated to the SAP ecosystem? I mean, what did you rely on? In my Coca-Cola days, I relied on SAP and their consultants. Once you're a little bit fluent in SAP in general, then you can start to expand into other modules and other functions. But I think back then I would have, I wouldn't have been able to get acclimated without them. After I left Coca-Cola, I went to another organization and was implementing SAP for them. And that was a, a, an amazing company, an amazing job. And I certainly learned a lot. So I think when I got into the job that I'm in now and that I've been in for the last eight years, that's when my learning and my knowledge really took off. Only because you get to see so many different companies with so many different requirements and then you, you can really see what SAP can do because you're not just seeing one way of doing it. You have to find multiple ways of doing it for different companies with different requirements um, and, and different things that they want to see in the outcomes. I want to talk a little bit now about some uh, particular experiences. What is a particularly challenging SAP project you work on? you worked on? Can you talk to us a little bit about why it was challenging and how and your team overcame any hurdles? Sure. We had a client who really just wanted to uh, customize everything to within an inch of its life. Um, we, we had a joke that the name of the project was ZSAP instead of <laughs> SAP. If you're familiar, anything custom and SAP always starts with a Z. So that was challenging, one, because that's just not best practice, right? Um, anytime you go for upgrades, anytime you go for or support packs, anything of that, um, you know, all of your customizations have to be retested. If you ever really want to go into a public cloud scenario, you really got to look at all your customizations and you want to keep them to a minimum. The other piece was, you know, this client really budgeted their time and project on implementing a little bit closer to standard. And then when it wasn't, they didn't realize why it was taking so long why it was turning out to be so much more expensive. I think the the biggest uh, piece to really get to the heart of the requirement and figure out if there's a better way that it can be done standard. Um, of course, that's not going to happen in every case, but I think some clients probably don't need a whole custom process to get them the information that they're looking for. So, um, yeah, that's, but that was a challenge for sure. <laughs> IT is obviously a, a field that's always changing and shifting. Looking at the next three to five years, what excites you the most about the IT industry? I think of a few things. Uh, one is that, uh, you know, probably because of COVID, but I think a lot of um, options and just being able to see how technology enables so many different working landscapes, um, a lot more flexibility, a lot more being able to really do intricate SAP design sessions or whatever you want to do in utilizing so many different technologies that, um, you know, you don't have to be all in the same room with a whiteboard. You know, we have digital whiteboards. We have all kinds of tools and technology now that can facilitate um, just changing the way that projects run in general. And I think that's pretty exciting. A few years ago, 
there were a few people that I really wanted to refer to my organization, but you know, they weren't willing to to commit to full-time travel for multitude of reasons. Lots of reasons why people don't want to sign on for that. And I think that things are changing. That is not a requirement to be able to be in this job or to be in an IT job at all. Um, even if you're local, you know, you can you don't even have to go into an office. So I think that's exciting. I think another exciting thing is that people are really trying to focus on uh, using technology for good, even even SAP, right? SAP is really making an investment in the ESG space, and that can have a, a long-term impact for for everyone, for the for the globe. You know, when you start to talk about some of these amazing technologies that are gonna save the planet and and help and help uh, employees have a have a better work life, you know, and and all kinds of really you know things that really make a difference and really matter. You know, I think that's exciting. I think that's incredibly important for companies to be looking at as they, you know, as we enter into this this new age where we're focused on sustainability. I'm actually writing an article literally right now about some SAP sustainability solutions. <laughs> Even our company has already used SAP to help bring some of that in. Um, we use Concur, which of course is an SAP product for all of our travel bookings and um now, when you go in to book your flights, it actually shows your CO2 impact and your, your emissions impact for, your, for the flights you're choosing and, and the different routes and things um, to help you make more sustainable choices. So, you know, little things like that, I just, I just think are so cool that you never would have seen years ago. Great. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a real pleasure talking with you. And good luck over the next year completing your research and your thesis. Thank you so much. And that brings this episode of ASUG Talks to an end. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me. Be sure to join me next time for the next episode of ASUG Talks and to generously share these compelling conversations with other ASUG members, your professional community, and industry networks. If you want to have your career story shared on ASUG Talks, please email us at asugnews at asug.com. 